0: Hello everyone, thanks for joining today in episode 7 of The Bigger Picture. This is the first episode of the new year and Julie and I are really excited to get going and and get back into it. Today's space, we're going to be talking about storytelling and its value for creators, but and what I kind of think is really, it's one of the most valuable skills that anyone can learn throughout the course of their life. Everyone gets involved in storytelling in some way or another and we all share value with one another, whether that's monetary or uh, some other way we share a lot of information and insight and the way that we can figure out how to share that information really makes a difference on how that information is received by other people and the value that they pick up from hearing our stories
1: yeah i think the, the the point that you made about like how we communicate is so so important and i think that's also something that i've learned like doing in like doing these spaces or sending voice notes and stuff, just like, sometimes you can just like ramble on forever and go on million tangents. But if you want to be more efficient or effectively communicate, um, it's, it's just so much easier and saves everyone, everyone's time. If you just learn how to tell the story that you want to tell in a way that you don't need a million of details that are just not necessary. And you just find like the essence um, of the story. And I think if we, if we think about like creators and artists, I think in a lot of ways, we communicate a lot of things very like unconsciously because we just live them or we just do them and communicate in by simply, yeah, I guess simply doing them and, and, and leading as a, yeah, as a role model by, by showing what we do and, and sharing why we do it, um, without even having to add too much to, to like what we created. Um, but obviously I think the element of as you said like mastering the skill of telling a story is super important as an artist because I think that's the way that people really connect with your work because it is this extra element that um, yeah I guess creates this more personal relationship with the artist if you can relate to why the person created it or what the person went through to make this art so I think that's a, a really important thing to to mention in this whole like story in art
0: yeah absolutely i think that you made some good points there i think as creators and artists we tend to be people that also are looking into new tools and different ways to tell stories like writing has been around forever but then writing on the internet came out and all of a sudden people could share their stories in so many different ways and then we had the ability to instantaneously share photos and share videos And now we're getting into AI and the development of different tools that can augment our storytelling in different ways. So I think we're kind of, or we tend to be a bit at the the forefront of using new technologies and techniques and coming up with different variations and ways that we can introduce more depth or emotional connection to the people that are listening to our stories. And I think you're right. That's what makes a really good story, right? Is after someone hears it, They come away and they feel something and what they feel. It might not be the same thing that you're trying to convey to them. But if you have made them feel in some way and have that emotional relatability, then you've kind of done your job as a storyteller because someone has left that interaction and they've gained value from hearing your story.
1: Yeah, I think that like touching people with your art and like making them feel something is kind of the goal for for every artist. When people just connect with your art and it doesn't necessarily have to be in the way that you intended it to be. But I think that's like the great thing about art. It can be personal for everyone and and you can see something that someone else doesn't see, doesn't see, doesn't see. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I really like what you said about kind of trying to look into different tools to expand your storytelling. Because I think as an artist, it's super important to experiment with different mediums and different things that can, I guess, kind of help you to become a better creative overall. So whether that is like learning to be better writer or learning to be a better communicator or just using a completely different medium, I think all these things kind of influence the other mediums that you're working with. So I think it's a super, super important thing to experiment and see like what kind of mediums do I like? How do I like to express myself? And I think that adds so much artistic growth as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think not just artistic growth, but artistic flexibility in your ability to convey different like nuances of the story. Like when you had been telling me the story of your Amelia film, for example, I, I got the gist of what you were saying, right? With the words and kind of you were excited about it. And I actually saw it it just had a whole other level because it had music, it had ASMR, it had uh, like the cut scenes, it had the editing, the video, like there were so many different facets, like components of the story that all came together to create this beautiful message. And I think kind of your point on how coming across new media is a way that we can really improve our stories. I think part of the reason that people are interested in hearing our stories when we're using new mediums too, is because we've kind of explored this new area and we're testing things out and no one really knows exactly what they're doing at this point but because we are people that go out and try these new technologies and try to come up with new ways of using it to augment and improve our storytelling we end up kind of going on a quest into the realm of new technology and new storytelling techniques and then we bring that knowledge back with us And we're able to then communicate it to other people in a way that they can learn and improve their own storytelling. And we end up kind of just having this ever-increasing circle of improvement of art and creativity and, I think even more importantly, communication.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think like one thing that you mentioned about about the film that I made last year, uh, the film called Emilia, I think that was such a fun journey for me because it was the first time that I really um, put the story on the same level as the visuals. Because I think as a as a photographer first, or like coming from a background with photography, you focus so much on how it looks and and like it's like this single frame and it it can say a lot and you can add a text to it and like say like what happened or how you got the shot or whatever or whatever um, stories behind that shot, but I feel like that's one of the reasons why I love filmmaking is because there's so many more layers to tell a story in more depth and make people go into that deeper connection, connection with the character that you're portraying. So I guess that's like one of the the reasons why I I want to explore that more and more. And I hope, and I, I think that's also kind of one of the reasons why social media is more and more leaning towards video just because of this way of being efficient in communicating I think that's really what it is and just that you can get across so many more emotions uh through a video than a photo and I'm not like saying that photography is not uh, something that I love doing but it's just like a very different medium so yeah
0: yeah definitely I think that's a, a cool way of looking at it and I think kind of what you're getting at too is I mean maybe taking a bit of a step back if we consider why do people tell stories in the first place? Like, how did this come about? Why do people care about story? And really, it's an evolutionary development that we, as a species, created over time, because we were trying to pass down information from not only person to person, but generation to generation. So we had people that were trying to communicate, and they're like, "Oh, don't eat that berry over there, because uh, Joe ate that berry and and he died. Like, let let's not uh, let's not do that." And then as people develop more they go oh, well okay let's go to this area this time of year because it has more fruit so we'll able we'll be able to survive now we can travel around and we can pass our journeys along to other people and over time they started looking up at the stars and they started tracking seasons and they are able to keep track of long-term time not just short-term time so i think that we're actually kind of hardwired neurologically as a human species to not only receive stories but also feel this drive to tell them to other people and to tell them better and better over time. And I think with the the film aspect, like if we're comparing it back to the ancient style of communicating, people would use hieroglyphics, they'd use, use paintings on the wall, they would write on on paper, and a huge one was oral. We would pass down from generation to generation stories told uh, like around the campfire where you were just taking this from previous generations and sharing it with the next one so that hopefully they could learn from your mistakes and go off and live an even better life. And I think with what you're talking about with film, it's because we're kind of tying together different senses. Like we have the auditory sense with the the speaking and also with the music, and then we also have the visual, which is something that people have been fascinated with. And I think the visual element is especially important because it's really open to interpretation. Like, yes, when you when you say something, when you're reading a script, people can read different emotion into your voice, but uh, with music and with film, you're showing different scenes and the different images and the different clips are going to resonate with people differently based on their own life experiences. So it, it kind of comes back to what we talked about in one of our previous spaces and really how important the, the nonverbal aspect of art and communication is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think this um like historical value and passing that mission to like from like generation to generation is a super interesting like thing that you brought up and and I think that's it's been I I think if we look at history like it's it's we see this story element in so many things like traditional art but also like music and like there's so many as we as we talked about earlier like so many mediums like how you can communicate a story and as you mentioned also like orally just passing down stories and I think that's also like uh, why myths myths yeah myths have um, developed over the years because people use them to explain things that they didn't have like an explanation for so they kind of made up these stories to why the thunder hits or like whatever storms are coming and and stuff like that and I think that's a really cool thing about um, like the the human being that it's capable of using its imagination to create these stories that are that can be like completely outside of of our reality and just like, yeah, I think I mean with imagination, everything's possible. And I think that's also the great thing about art because you can create literally everything that you put in your mind. And that's like the same thing with um with filmmaking, photography, whatever you want to make, you can just go and make it. And I think the more you practice doing that, the better you'll be able to communicate communicate what your vision was. And I think that's a really valuable skill being able to translate the vision that you have into something that other people can also see and like kind of get a glimpse into your brain or the way that you communicate.
2: For
0: sure. Uh, and I'm, I'm so glad that you brought up myth because that's exactly where I was going to go next. I think that myth is such a cool concept, like myth and culture and the memes that share the myths of culture across the culture. And I think that, like, I don't know if you've heard of The, the Power of Myth by Joseph Campbell. Uh, he's an author that wrote a book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces, and effectively the concept is that we tell all these stories throughout history, and every story has some kind of hero. And the hero, kind of surprisingly across many different cultures in the world, tends to go through a very similar path across their, their, their quest. And like long story short, it's kind of circular where the hero is in their place of comfort and safety and then something happens and they have to leave and go into the other side, the upside down, the new world, the the danger, the unpredictable place where they're now in like adventure mode. And in adventure mode, they come across friends and they come across foes and they come across trials and challenges. And throughout that period, they develop their skills, kind of like you're talking about and they improve those skills over time. And then at the kind of like climax at the opposite side of the circle, they end up having to face something, like some monster, they have to slay the dragon, they have to grab the potion, learn the spell. There's some kind of challenge that they have to undergo. And as a result of going through that challenge and succeeding, they leave with a reward. They've learned something, they've gained the magic, they've gained the knowledge. And then they can take that knowledge back with them to their... The other side of the circle the safe place where they came from in the first place and I think what's really interesting about that is it ends up kind of being a commentary on the journey of self and how when we come across something new that really shifts our perspective and and changes the way we look at things we end up kind of like shedding that old version of ourselves and moving forward as the new one and that's kind of uh, I think that's typically referred to as like ego death in in mindfulness and meditation but it's this idea that we have taken that knowledge and learned from it. And I think that a lot of heroes uh, or a lot of creators are heroes because they are telling their story and they're putting themselves as the protagonist of the story. And the better they're able to do that, to your point on filmmaking, the better they are able to have people resonate as uh, the the reader or the listener or the viewer being the hero in your story and getting a glimpse of what that's like. So it's kind of all about making it more immersive, either like physically or emotionally,
1: yeah, honestly, I love that. I love that you brought that up and i I think it's a really great analogy, kind of comparing like a hero in a myth or in a story to like us because there's a lot of like relevancy or like a lot of things that these characters go through that often reflect struggles that we all are having. and I think this um this idea of like you go through a challenge or you go through this journey and then on the other side you learn from your mistakes and you have gained more experience I think that's exactly what life is and like this new version um of you kind of um that is yeah I think that just like comes or stems from all these experiences or failure failures and mistakes that we've gone through and as you said it's kind of like this circle of like reinventing yourself and then going through new challenges and then overcoming them and and so on I think that's a, a really cool um way to put it and also that you compared it to I guess people on social media because we all are uh, a hero in our own um little bubble or like we are the the person who's like exploring different paths and like sharing um to a broader audience than just like if we wouldn't have social media, then it would be like just, like, probably our close close so friends and family. But just having this possibility of sharing your experiences and what you go through. And I think a lot of people sometimes think that their story it might not be worth telling to. And a lot of people are, like, telling to other people. But the truth is, I think that everybody experiences similar things that we can all relate to. And I think that's why it's so important to share the things that you're going through in order to help other people. I mean, as long as you're comfortable with sharing what you're going through. But I think like it has been always really rewarding um, what I've seen when I become a little bit more vulnerable or share things online with other people. The response usually is really great and you, you can just connect with people on a deeper level because there's just this relatability that creates in the relationship you have with someone.
0: Yeah, it kind of, I think, deepens your connection with another person. Even if you don't necessarily know them, you still kind of feel like you know them. And that's a cool thing to be able to convey across something like the internet, where you may have never met someone. And I think this is also why spaces are such a good addition to social media, because my ability to communicate my own story, I've been practicing it using my voice my entire life. So it's it's very much in line with my own vibe of communicating and it's something that I've been trying to improve over time always but I think there's just that level of emotional connection through voice that can really help and I think this is why tools like going live on TikTok or Instagram or any other social media can be really advantageous to the creator and it makes the the viewers and the listeners resonate and relate on a, a deeper level because you're being vulnerable you're going up And you're speaking in an area that potentially has like hundreds or thousands of people watching. And can you imagine doing that in person and just walking up to a stage and having like 2,000 people listening to what you're saying? That's a really scary thing to go through. So I think kind of to your point on the creators going up and, and being that person that is the hero exploring, I think it takes a lot of courage to be a hero and whether they went into that with the intention of being courageous or they kind of found their courage along the way, the story of how they managed to develop that self-confidence or develop their courage or develop whatever skill it is that the people are relating to now, I if you're able to show the depth of that story, people will pick up on the value more. And I think too, it's kind of like, I always say, whenever there's something difficult and people are like looking for a volunteer or someone asks a question and there's no one answering, or they're, they're just looking for someone to be first. If you're the first person to put up your hand, very often someone else will then put up their hand and then another person will put up their hand. It's almost like people are looking for someone to break that initial like silence barrier. And, but if you have the courage to be the person to put your hand up first, all of a sudden you can inspire like a butterfly effect or like a domino effect of so many other people that are also willing to support what they believe in. And yeah, I I think that's kind of a a cool power that we're able to develop. And I guess just with one last note on that, to back to myth and culture, I think as a creator, as a hero in your journey using social media, and I mean, just in general in life, but social media is such a massive tool. What we're effectively trying to do is with our story that we're sharing with people, like as we live that story, we're trying to foster a myth around the person that we're either trying to be or putting ourselves out there as and along with that myth we're developing a culture of people that understand our communication style and our art style so that over time we can really develop like a community of culture and our art ends up kind of becoming the memes of communication across that culture
1: yeah i love that and i i I mean i think we on out of what you said also in like the episode that we did on digital identity and like how important it is to kind of build this, this brand for yourself and like, oh, like what you care about and, and why you create. And I, I read this really uh, great quote that says people don't buy what you do, but they buy why you do it. And I think that's such a cool way to put it because there's it really adds this layer of um like, why or like meaning to what you're doing. And, and I think people really resonate with that. And I think that's why also a lot of the most um, successful people they have a, a really strong why to what they're doing and I think that's a really important thing for every artist to figure out like why you do the thing you do because that's also the motivation that's gonna help you to keep going because if your motivation is only like gain a lot of followers or make a lot of money eventually you're not gonna be happy with that because you realize that there is never there is no ceiling to that because just numbers are infinite but if you have like a strong reason to why you create and, you know, the reason could be whatever. The reason could be that it helps you to just take off your mind from work or take off your mind from other things. Or the reason why you create is because you want to help other people or inspire other people. Like, I don't think that it has to be this um, this crazy why to why you do things. It just has to be something that is a big motivation for you to keep doing it until you want to do it and then tell you, it makes you happy. So I thought that was a really important uh, thing to add as well. And yeah, I think also what you talked about that it takes courage to share your story and I think it also takes courage to share like why you do things, but I think it might inspire other people, as you said, to share why they do it. So as you said, like there's a circle of inspiration going on, I guess.
0: Yeah, and and I think that is truly where the creator economy and just creation in general has most of its power, is the ability to like layer that benefit and layer that value of stories over hundreds and thousands and and generations of people. And you just end up taking the the value that someone has created. And I think that kind of what you're saying with the why, that's a, a big part of even why there's value in the first place. Like what we're kind of doing when we're creating something is we are taking something that is a result of our time and our experience and kind of packaging in it in a way that other people can understand and gain value from and that that packaging of the story however we want to do it that takes a lot of i think self-reflection and questioning yourself and why you're doing it and the more certain you are of yourself or more certain you are at least of like your path and and why you're moving forward, even if you are still kind of looking for who you are, that really helps convey the importance of the value to other people and builds that community, that culture, that's not necessarily just interested in a number of followers or a number of sales or anything, but more just about getting that perspective from you on how you took time to self-reflect and identify who you used to be uh, and then who you are now as a result of going on that quest. So I think that if we can start to view the value that creators have uh, as also encouraging people to look at themselves and and, and not necessarily question themselves, but at least kind of question why are they creating, I think that the more people do that, the deeper the story becomes and the greater the value is created.
1: Yeah, I, I think what you said there about like kind of understanding yourself for first is super important because yeah I think we think so much about what other people are doing like especially if we think about social media when you're going through like your newsfeed you see like what everybody else is doing and you get so caught up. And, like this person made a sale or this person is um traveling or whatever that you kind of neglect thinking about like what like what do I care about like what do I want to communicate and I think we should spend much more time like developing ourselves instead of overthinking what other people think of us or whatever other people are, are doing. Like I'm not saying that you shouldn't support what other people are doing or like um, talk about and get inspired about that. But I think we consume so much about just like always with everything that's on the outside that we really neglect what's on the inside. So I think this journey that we're taking also with like trying to be more mindful and doing like mindful uh, meditations even if it's just like 10 minutes a day like something that I like to do sometimes is to just sit for five minutes and just close my eyes and try to just be present and you realize like how difficult it is in the beginning to just be still even for five minutes but the longer you do it I feel like the more comfortable you get with yourself so and I think that's just like yeah just trying to be more confident in in who you are as well so I feel like that's a, a really big part um that I'm trying to to develop and because I feel like I've been so consumed and kind of tying my identity to my social media and like my following especially like if I look at my instagram account for a while if i felt like I had like a identity crisis because I kind of tied my value to my social media and I was like this is not what it is about. It is about my work and like what makes me happy. So yeah, I think that that's another really important thing that I wanted to bring up.
0: Definitely. I'm really glad you did. I think the the mental health aspects and the anxiety and FOMO and everything that can come as a result of being exposed to so many other people's stories all the time, it can be really overwhelming. And I definitely agree. It It makes me overthink a lot. And I mean, I overthink a lot generally, and I'm trying to be better at it. Uh, Julia and I are both trying to reduce our overthinking this year and be more action-focused so that we don't have to waste so much time thinking about things that may or may not come to pass. And honestly, even after just doing that for a couple weeks, it's been really helpful. I feel like I'm a lot more on the ball for my creative side of things because I'm just not thinking and questioning so much about, oh, is this perfect yet? I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect. If it's 80% of the way there and it's not something that needs to be perfect, then I might as well share it and get some feedback. And then that will help me improve my, the next iteration of whatever that thing is. Uh, though I, I would note too that for something like in my NFTs, those I want to be as close to perfect as possible because it's something that I'm putting up for sale and, and the quality is what really matters to me. So there are different levels of importance in terms of like approaching perfection. But I think the main point recognize that We never will reach perfection. There is no such thing as perfection. And, oh, Julia, to your first point on on the mindfulness, I'm really glad you brought that up too because it's something that I find very grounding in my life and just in line with the storytelling aspect. I actually kind of find that undergoing a mindfulness, like a a meditation experience, actually ends up being kind of like going on the hero's journey that we were talking about before. I go from this place of kind of chaos almost outside to a place of stillness where all there is is my mind and I can let that run and it kind of just goes all over the place and it's in this area where I end up having to do a lot of self-reflection even if I'm just focusing on breathing by taking that time of stillness I end up doing something in my day that's very abnormal like most of my day is not spent in a state of stillness it's spent in a state of trying to do as much as possible whether for my job or creating or going out and hanging out with people, there's a lot of like doing things and solving problems. So it's kind of strange to think about, but mindfulness can kind of be the opposite of that where you're sitting there and there's no problems left to solve. So I think it's kind of interesting how that ends up being almost like the hero's journey in a way. And after going through that, that stillness, that practice of taking time for myself, that self-reflective moment, I actually kind of go through that same concept of ego death where I'm shedding a former version of myself because I've taken time to self-reflect and consider how I want to move forward for the rest of my day and for the rest of my life. So it's kind of back to that concept of stepping back and seeing the bigger picture and then recognizing along that journey, the path of the bigger picture, where my current character is. And by taking a step back, I can see more clearly the path that I want to go forward. And I think that removes a lot of the overthinking because I might have a thousand paths to move forward, but if I can stop wasting so much energy trying to run down each of them a little bit and see which one is best, I can just focus and then maybe I'll narrow it down to one or two and that just removes a lot of stress and anxiety from my creation process, but also just life in general.
1: Yeah, I I love that kind of perspective shift of looking at your life um, through the lens of a, a story and then kind of you can decide like, where the hero is gonna go next. Like, I think if you put yourself into that, like, third person um, perspective, I think, as you said, like, you can really see the the bigger picture. And, um, yeah, I was wondering if we should, uh, if you want to add anything else, or if we should see if anyone wants to come up and add to the topic.
0: Sure, I'll, I'll just add one more thing. Um, so, I guess... I, I think even with what you were saying there about how we are the the heroes of our story and how we are living a story and reframing yourself to to be uh, like a member and a participant in your own story, I personally find that a really helpful way to think on the concept of self-improvement and how like little steps every day can, can make a big difference. The concept of 1% better every day, if you do that every day for a year, you end up being 37 times better at whatever that thing is than last year. And uh, just for the math, that's like taking 1.01 and you put it to the power of 365. So effectively, you're kind of investing in yourself and the investment pays like compound interest over time. So I think that when we're viewing it as a story, very rarely do the stories that we read have people just sitting there doing nothing and and taking uh, breaks off of things. They're always kind of moving forward on their path and I think that's kind of what we're doing in life, too. Even if we need to take time to rest, of course, I think the rest periods are usually cut out of stories because people don't find it as interesting. But that's not to say that it's uh, not essential for us to take breaks and take time to uh, to rest and, and reevaluate. And I think, too, like we've talked about this, Julia, with social media, we're trying to encourage people to, when they need a, a mental health break or they they need some time away from being overwhelmed by content from other people, it's very much okay to take a step back. And I know that algorithms might not uh, be okay with that because they're inhuman things that do not care, but the people in the community that you're building, those are the people that you want to understand the importance of mental health and understand the importance uh, to the creative process of taking a step back. Because if you don't take that step back and you just constantly try to run forward, you might end up running down a path that you never really intended and it might take you a couple days or weeks to realize that it's not even what you wanted in the first place. So it may feel kind of for creators like they're they're leaving their community and their culture behind if they take a break from social media. But I just really want to encourage people that, or I, I guess just say that at least in my opinion, that's very much not the case. I get excited when creators take a step back and try to refocus their creative vision because whenever they come back, it ends up being some of their best work I've ever seen. So it actually ends up really increasing the value of their story when they take the time to self act and take care of themselves first. So I, I think even when we're reading books, right, with the stories and the heroes, there are always moments when the hero gets kind of like knocked down and they have to get back up again. But I think we need to just remember that the getting back up or the the taking time to recover can take longer than what it's shown in, in the movies, right? and because this, this is real life and we have a lot more going on and a lot more to balance. Um, I mean, of course, depending on, on the film, but in general. So, uh, yeah, just something that I really wanted to bring up because I, I do want to encourage balance in creating. Um, I know that creating can be a scary thing for people and putting yourself out there is scary. And then if you feel like you're forced to continue putting stuff out there to keep an algorithm happy, that's just not a great feeling and that leads to burnout and... I've burnt out before, and, and it's just really not fun. Uh, but yeah, if, if anyone wants to come up, f- please feel free to request. But yeah, there is Julia. I don't know if you have any
1: thoughts on that. No, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, I think taking breaks is super, super important. And I really like this thing that we talked about, kind of working in seasons. So there's like you kind of split your your... Like it doesn't have to be like four months or five months or, but I just see like as maybe you take two weeks or three weeks where you say, I'm going to work and and give it my all. And then I'm going to take a week off and um, yeah, take a break and take care of my mental health. And I think that is something that is super important. And sometimes you just have to say no to certain opportunities to prioritize your mental health. And I think over the years, like I've learned that it's super, super important to do that. So and uh, I wanted to welcome A2 on the stage. How are you doing?
2: Good morning, guys. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, doing well, thank you. And uh really enjoyed the conversation. Um, I wanted to hop on Callum's point because I think the last time that I joined you guys just kind of came up. But um, uh, the balance aspect of creating is definitely something that I support. Um, As a creative that has a lot of disciplines, it's really important for me to kind of just like draw lines and like boundaries of like what I can commit myself to and not commit myself to, uh, for instance, um, I have a piano in my displaying because that's what I've been doing the longest. But, you know, I've also picked up photography along the way as an example. Um, but I haven't touched my camera since like my last trip, which was, I think like late October and just kind of like, um, and I haven't even developed some of the film from that trip either, which is good because when I started shooting, um, film 35 millimeter, like in 2020, um, I would always have a quick turnaround rate as far as getting the film, but now it's kind of just, um, I'm kind of on a different pace right now. And, you know, of course, like balancing, like the music and the life stuff, like I've had like a really interesting first couple of weeks of the year, just trying to push through and um, still create, despite, you know, what happens externally, IRL. Um, finding that balance is important. So being able to kind of like put photography to the side and be like, all right, we're not going to worry about this right now. And just giving yourself permission to like rest from it, take breaks from social media which is something i talked about the last time that i was jamming with you guys here in spaces um all that is just really stuff that i'm really big a part of big proponent of i like tweeting about that a lot just like on my own because i really do believe in it i even like when i started doing marketing i took like uh 24 hour breaks on the weekly just to like find that balance but you have to find what works for you um but yeah just um wanted to in then like before i um step down here i just wanted to um Big up this conversation on storytelling i think at the very very beginning of the conversation um julia mentioned you know just uh, pr- uh conciseness i think is like the word that comes to mind for me and just being able to communicate your story effectively i've learned that with this current project that i'm working on which is like a cinematic hip-hop project um getting my elevator pitch down so important and being able to, co- to communicate that um to somebody when they really have only so much Uh, attention span like when they're talking to you for the first time um that's just something to nail down and to be able to be concise with your with your message and your story and your goal is super important i mean of course we as creators have a lot of ideas but be able to whittle it down and move forward our vision um conciseness i believe is important And that was touched on early in the conversation so i just wanted to bring that up as well because i do believe that gets people further along um i think there's a lot of people who are kind of like middle of the pack because they spend a lot of time just kind of doing a lot of things. I mean, like I myself said, like, I, I'm involved in a lot of different disciplines. So I do have to prioritize and figure out, like, at the end of the day, like, I pitch myself as a pandas producer that makes um, music promotion picture. Um, there's so many other things that I can say to that. But, you know, the last thing that you want to do is kind of just um, disinterest somebody and you're like, your pitch would be like, oh, this guy just keeps talking to Trevor. So with that, I just wanted to say again, thanks, Callum and Juliet. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we're just going to keep jamming here. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts. I really appreciate that. I I always love hearing, uh, especially the last couple with you, when people come up and, and you let us know what, what you vibe with, because that really helps us figure out how to communicate better and get that conciseness down, like you're saying. Um, and even Julia and I today decided to try and make the space a little bit shorter with that in mind, too, because people don't have infinite attention spans and have other things going on. So the, the conciseness is something I, I've really been trying to focus on lately. Even I I just pinned up a a tweet thread on a meditation series that I journaled on over the last week. And part of the reason I was doing that is because I have all of these ideas, uh, like you're saying, in so many different areas. And if I try and do all of them all at once, I end up not being able to juggle any of them. And they kind of drop and I end up just losing what I'm trying to do in the first place. So I'm trying to, in every aspect of my life, and this goes to the overthinking aspect, try to figure out how can I make this easier for myself? How can I make this take less time? How can I reduce the number of words I put in this thread? Like when I first started writing these threads, sometimes I would just put like paragraph after paragraph, and then no one would really read it. And looking back on it, I mean, I don't blame them because they were just so long, right? So I'm very much trying to tell my story in as efficient a way as possible, because you're right, people don't have infinite attention. And when especially when you're first trying to get at someone and try to tell your story to them, they des- they definitely don't necessarily have an understanding of who you are and and they haven't like developed any kind of respect necessarily so then you have to really have something that kind of jumps out at them to the point that they're willing to listen even after only seeing it for 30 seconds or whatever i think the i probably mentioned this in at least once a space but the average human attention span is less than eight seconds now which is worse than a goldfish and i try to remember that all the time because it's it's such a wild stat um and oh and then on the the photography aspect too and how you that you captured content but haven't necessarily done anything with it i personally think that's great i think that's completely okay i'm glad to hear that you're able to recognize it doesn't fit into your current balance but at the same time you've already captured it it's not like it's going anywhere you have the, the high quality content that it's not like it's going to degrade over time because it's digital and that's one of the perks of using digital creations but i've definitely done this like i have I've probably taken almost 200 time lapses but i've only edited like 70 of them and that's not to say that the other 130 are are useless or boring or anything i just i didn't quite feel inspired to do something with them at the time but part of the reason for that is i had other things i wanted to work on and i knew that they would be sitting there ready for me whenever i did want to get back to it and i will also admit that at the back of my mind with all the developments in ai It would not surprise me if the editing process and if different forms of creative processes get a lot more efficient over the next year. Um, So that's something I'm also trying to consider as I'm looking into overthinking less is trying to figure out how can I use AI as a tool that's going to save me some time so that I can divert more of my energy into the things that I'm truly passionate about.
2: Dude, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And like you said, I do remember that conversation about, um, the goldfish attention span, which is kind of like what, um, I was subconsciously, subconsciously clawing at. Um, cause yeah, like it's kind of the psychology of, you know, you get to, um, introduce yourself to somebody for the first time, kind of like the first, I was talking with you guys on spaces. And I think like everything from, you know, like what your display name says to like your pin tweet. And like, I've worked, like I have a different pin tweet since like, I've talked to you guys because I've, developed and like kind of figured out how to be more concise and still like um bring people in and tell like my story like through my creativity so i really appreciate that uh you brought that up and um regarding ai i i would definitely agree that this is something that over time like artists can use to kind of augment and accelerate their processes Uh, i just think that you know of course research and like even the open mind is like definitely top of mind because there's a there's an ongoing debate as we know about like the validity of it um as far as where it fits in our art, um, and so like I'm not trying to like pick a side here or anything like that, but I do um, encourage research always. Definitely, uh, Julia.
0: Do you have anything to add?
1: Um, yes, I had something to add on the on the meeting someone for the first time, but I think it slipped my mind. <laughs> but um, I I really appreciate you a um up and and sharing about the the balance thing and, and how you manage to do that and, like, how you go about that and how you taking a break from, like, picking up your camera because I think if we talk about it and, and are open that people are allowed to take breaks and they shouldn't feel guilty for it, that um, I think just by simply talking about it, other people might feel like, oh, it's okay to do that and I think it's really important to keep bringing up this conversation um, to really take breaks and to put your mental health and your balance in your life first and yeah just wanted to add that because I think it's it's such an important thing and I had to learn it in in like a a not the best way way possible because I I definitely have experienced burning out and just being unhappy um, when I thought that I everything was going fine and like I thought I had everything I wanted but then I was just overworking and there was no real happiness coming from that Um, but then I, I simply learned that it's so important to take breaks from my art. Although it is like the thing that I love doing, it's still really important to take breaks to also like fuel your creative juices. I would say, um, you really need to take a step back sometimes and not think about anything creative or just watch a movie or hang out with your friends or do something that's absolutely not related to what you're doing in order to then come back with a fresh perspective and, um, yeah, I just thought that was um, something that's really important for me.
0: Yeah, thanks Thanks for sharing that. I, I completely agree. I guess back to your point that you made before about seasons too. I, I think that's a really good way of looking at it. And I've kind of noticed like a natural rhythm in my creation where throughout the, the summer and the fall, uh, I end up capturing a lot more content. And then throughout the winter and the spring, I end up editing a lot more content. So I'm also trying to be uh, more comfortable at letting potential photographic opportunities uh, slip by because I know that I'm focusing on working through my backlog and creating. And to AJ's point too, on the the, the pin tweet and changing that around, it's, it's something that I've really been thinking about a lot too, because like right now I have my art pin there, but I write blog posts, we do this uh, this weekly space. I have a lot more content and there's a lot more to me than just the the art and that's just part of the story that i'm trying to convey and and the value i'm trying to provide to people because i mean i just it's part of my effortless aspect of creation that i like to think and write about these topics so that's part of what i was doing too with that that pin tweet i put above where i'm trying to organize all of my thoughts in a more clear and concise way that i can then create like a larger and more easily understood and well-organized pin tweet that people can be directed to different aspects of the the contents so they can see the different parts of my journey. And actually, on the the 1.2, I forget which one it was, but... So I did this series, it's called The Philosophy of Troubled Times, and there was one that really stuck into my mind uh, with what you just said, Julia, here, one sec. I want to find which one it is. Um, yeah, Filling the Void. It was number seven. And what I wrote is, uh, have you ever felt that you were achieving the goals you had set for yourself, but their completion did not bring about the satisfaction you hoped for? And this gets into what are called like TELIC and ATELIC processes, uh, which is effectively, there are different actions you can take in your life that go towards different like components of yourself. Some of them are for like life building, like improving your health and improving your mental health. And other ones are for improving like your satisfaction with life. And You can read it more if if you're interested, but I think that's a good way to look at it too, that we can have different components of who we are and it's okay to balance our efforts on one side or the other, depending on what we need in a given situation. And I think a big aspect of that is not putting too much pressure on ourselves to constantly create, to try and keep up with these algorithms and instead be more deliberate and intentional with the efforts that we are putting towards our creativity um, and to other aspects of
2: our lives as well. Yo, Callum, I just want to say that um, the thread that you organize, I know I tweeted you about it already, but I really do appreciate that you organize all those thoughts because I've been noticing that you've been putting in that time as far as uh, writing is concerned. And like, I love that as a writer myself. Um, and then like while we're on pin tweets, um, I mean, that's kind of how I organize my the pin, the tweet that I have pinned now is just just listing everything and kind of just giving like a high level alpha kind of view into, um, Like what i do creatively but then like last night i worked on a tweet that like focused on one aspect of it so that was like the kind of the cool thing being able to come on here and every day and kind of get reps and then get inspired by other people like you and just be like all right like i see like the format of how everybody's doing things and much like you i wrote my threads way differently back then than i do now and i'm gonna have to continue to improve because i know there's always just going to be things that we can build off of for sure but um last thing i'll say is i mean you know piano is like the thing i like to do the most and i have a show tomorrow but I'll be honest this past week I haven't been like at the keys a lot and there's a lot of different reasons for that but you know one of the big ones is just what Colin was saying during like the low seasons is more editing focus like for me like the low seasons is definitely during the holidays like for musicians because you know you have that like huge rush of you know like Christmas gigs and like programs and all that other good shit and then boom nothing it's dead week like it's holidays and like you're pretty much waiting until like everybody goes back on tour because that's when Now, announcements are being made for like um, festivals like Bonnaroo, for example, just recently announced. So um, point being, there's highs and low seasons. Um, But today, of course, I'm determined to get that work in yesterday. I kind of got myself up because, you know, the past couple of days have not been super great. And, you know, that does affect creativity, Um, things that I'm implying but won't speak about are things that are happening in real life. But I trust and know that everybody is going through something that does affect uh, creativity. So I just do understand that, you know, we are more than our art our art but like our art does imitate our life so we had to give ourselves the grace and the care that we need to kind of balance ourselves so when we get back to our creative stations i'm looking at this keyboard right now i'm about to get into it like after i hop off of here um i can get in i can get into that creative mode and just like be excited about it so it's a balanced thing for sure
1: amazing yeah i i can't wait to one day hear you play (laughs) Maybe one day you'll you'll give us a private concert on Spaces. That'd you
2: know, it's nice. funny you mentioned that. I was thinking of going live on Spaces tomorrow for the show that I'm doing. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to do it because um, we have another one coming up at the top of February, but it's going to be with a band. I'm going to have a bassist, another pianist and a drummer. But tomorrow is just a solo performance and it's going to be like under an hour. So I'll make a tweet about it um, within the next couple of hours after I practice. And then um, you guys just look out for that, and um, I'll make sure to record it as well. So if you happen to miss it, um, it will be there, and um, we'll be in the studio. It's going to be like a basically like listening party kind of session. I've been tweeting about the past couple of days, and if you go through my archive, you'll be able to see that. But um, so that I hope that answers your question.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. That sounds amazing. So yeah, thank you for for letting us that. And I think that's that's really cool that you're, yeah, kind of using spaces to to yeah reach more people and share art with more people and communicate in that way i think that's a really cool uh thing of you
2: yep piano is definitely storytelling um my um first two albums are uh just acoustic piano there's like no words except for like the very first track of the very first album with this skit but um i lost space because we talked about storytelling and um sometimes that can be done without words of course we have you know your short film, Julia, um, which I was able to check out, really enjoyed. So I want to give you a five there. Uh, But yeah, um, storytelling is definitely, um, we all have our different ways of doing it.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think what's cool, too, about the way you're describing having the, the performance on Spaces, too, and Julia and I have talked about this as creators and as storytellers. We're trying to figure out how we can capture the content that is the story of our lives in an effortless way that doesn't burn us out. Something that we just do as a natural extension of ourselves because we have this creative energy to burn. So the better we're able to kind of come up with solutions where we can naturally capture that so it doesn't feel like there's a lot of effort going into it. I think the easier it becomes to share our story with other people because we're more comfortable with what it is that we are sharing. And I think that the more we can do that the less burnout we'll see and the less uh mental health and, and fomo we'll start to see because people are able to have that kind of natural resonance and I, I think that's awesome that you're doing that with the with your performance too and yeah julia's film was amazing i loved it it was uh yeah i don't know it, it, it made me feel so much which i think is such a cool thing especially for a short film like like we've been talking about with conciseness, trying to take all of those complicated emotions and feelings and and clips and and sharing it in like a is it like six minutes, Julia like five and a half minutes like that's that's so impressive and and beautiful. So I highly recommend everyone check it out,
1: yeah, thank you to to both of you. That really, really means a lot and as I said at the beginning, it's like kind of the medium that I'm trying to explore more with and it's been giving me so much happiness and joy of creating so yeah really appreciate that it's been resonating with so many people and that yeah it's just the feedback has been yeah amazing and it's been one of my most favorite projects I've ever worked on so I think doing passion projects is something that is is really really important um but yeah maybe we can we can talk about that um on another space
0: yeah, yeah, no problem. I, I figured that would potentially be a rabbit hole, but I'm just excited for you. So glad that Adrian uh, brought it up too. Um, I do think finding those things, like the, the passion projects, like you're saying that that's kind of in line with that natural resonance with yourself and how you resonate with the world and just finding a way that the two, right, the the you fitting into the world and fitting in with other people can have kind of like automatic value generation Just uh, almost like a synergy where, and I I like to say this too, but it, it ends up being more of an output than the sum of the inputs because you end up having almost like a magic that happens that just drastically increases the quality or emotion or value that comes out of the creation process. When you can tell that the creator is being super authentic and genuine with themselves and it's kind of like what you were saying earlier julia about being vulnerable and, and being okay with being vulnerable and putting yourself out there anyways and i i think that's a, a great way to look at it
2: i also want to add um you mentioned julia earlier how um social media platforms are tra- kind of like leaning towards video um and i know that like it's it's an interesting topic depending on like how you create, but um, I just wanted to kind of highlight that because that is a really good point to kind of just like what you do as a filmmaker, but just in general for storytelling. Um, and then you also had made a point in there where, you know, photography can only can only show so much as far as just, you know, like when you're comparing it to something like video as, as a storytelling vehicle. Um, and I thought that was like pretty profound. And I, I'm definitely going to be remembering that. So I just wanted to shout that out.
1: Yeah, on that note, real quick, I, I just think that because we're so dependent on technology now and we spend so much time on social media and like so many people now rely on social media for, for income. And there's just like, yeah, so many more users using, um, social media on a a daily basis. I think this it's just like a natural progression that people want to get more information, more efficiently. And as I said, like, I really think that video is that medium to express what you want to say, um that is more than a photo and text and I think advertising is also going to go that way more and more like I just see like how much brands are willing to spend for these high-end commercials. it's just like crazy and um, yeah I just thought that I'd bring that up but that'd be definitely a cool topic as well for for future space I think.
0: Yeah definitely I have noticed that the quality of storytelling is even in TV and uh, different shows where they you can tell that they invested the time to come up with the proper script and the proper story, and, and it has that depth to it. And I mean, I think it's awesome. I think it's really exciting too when we start to consider uh, virtual reality technologies and what that means as another tool for creators to be able to add a truly immersive experience. I think that, I guess just as a, a side note on on the topic of attention that we mentioned earlier, it's, I forget the exact stat, I was reading a study on uh, the use of VR with educating people and educating children because they're trying to improve their attention span. And it was something like the kids had a 50% improvement in attention span, maybe even higher, the 66% as a result of using VR because when they had the VR headsets on, they didn't have their phone to distract them. They didn't have the classmate beside them like fidgeting in their seat, distracting them. So I think too, as we get into more uh, immersive forms of technology will also be able to see how people are able to tell stories in a way that can resonate with different styles of people Um, because everyone kind of has their own like learning medium that they really vibe with and I'm excited to see as more and more people get involved in just the creation process and the creator economy as a whole. How we're able to really improve the ability for people who otherwise might not really have been able to receive information in the same way as others and learn in the same way as others, they can still find their community of people that tell stories in the way that they like.
1: Yeah, that's that's super interesting. I, I yeah, I, I think um, the whole VR and like the whole video and all, and all these different things are definitely like the future of of. Um, of social media or I guess where the web three is going to go. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And, um, yeah, I just have, I think we have to wrap up cause I have to get going, but I really, really appreciate the, the conversation today. It was really good, uh, good points and a great topic and yeah, it was really fun.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks Julia for, for hosting. This was awesome. I always appreciate, I know I tell you this every time, but I just love that we can set aside time each week to have a, a full conversation uh, instead of just sending voice notes back and forth because we really do get to this deeper level of conversation. And I always leave feeling super inspired, especially for the weekend. It's just, it's a great vibe. So I, I really love that. Um, yeah, and I guess for, for the thing, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, AJ, for coming up and, and chatting. appreciate hearing your thoughts. And yeah, if we do have all of the spaces recorded. Uh, they, I posted it in the pinned tweet, there's a list of the previous six episodes, so if you're interested in listening to them on Twitter spaces, feel free to check them out there. Any retweets and sharing is much appreciated. I think that the more people we can really start to encourage to understand the creator economy from a mental health and a balanced perspective, the better off this space is going to be for all of the creators. So I'm really encouraged myself to share this with other people and to try, and that's partially why Julia and I started this space. Uh, because we think that there's a lot of value to having open conversations about topics like this. So yeah, if anything resonates with you, please feel free to let us know. We're always looking for new space topics, and if you want to share clips of this, I think I mentioned before, it's possible to share like 30 seconds or a minute of it, and that's always helpful too. Uh, It comes up with subtitles so that people who may not be able to listen or may not want to listen can still read parts of the conversation, and we will be putting them on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other formats as well in the near future so that people who are interested in listening, perhaps uh, that are avoiding Twitter for whatever reason, perhaps due to ownership of it or uh, (laughs) other difficulties and confusion, uh, they'll be able to have their form that they're able to listen. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll make a tweet at some point about that. And we will let you know what the topic is for next week. But thank you so much for joining. I don't know, AJ, if you have anything uh, that you want to end with,
2: Nah, I just appreciate the opportunity, um, and um, due to your prompting, I, I definitely did just tweet out um, the the spaces about tomorrow, so uh, that's out there now. Thanks to this conversation, I wasn't even going to do it, but um, I appreciate you guys just um, having me and just, like, being able to talk about topics that I really resonate with, so looking forward to doing it again.
0: Awesome. Yeah, glad to hear it, and Julia, I don't know if you have anything else that you want to say, otherwise we can end the space
1: yeah just wanted to say thank you again. and yeah, thank you also, uh, Callum, for letting everyone know about the the podcast. I think um we're really excited about that and being able to reach more people and just, yeah, I guess adding value to the people who are interested about these kind of information, but don't really know where to get them. So yeah, I guess that's all. and I really appreciate everyone, and we'll chat to you next week. Bye,
0: yeah.